10 to 1, episode 25. Advice after five years of marriage. Welcome to 10 to 1, the podcast where we make top 10 lists about everything. I'm Melissa Kozer. I'm Brian Kozer. We even make lists about marriage advice. Yeah. I've only been married for five years. Kind of feel like somewhat, I mean, I know it's not been super long compared to people mm-hmm. that have been married 60 years or whatever, but after five years, you've got a pretty good idea of what marriage is like. and Or so and, we think. Yeah. So we think. Or so you think. So you think as well. Admit right. it. Mm, I don't know. It's hard to say. You don't know what you don't know. I'd say, say I'd say we know more than when we first got married. Certainly true. And that's why we're giving all this advice. Yeah. So we just had you're our welcome. fifth wedding anniversary. If you're listening to this right when it came out, it was about a week ago. So yeah, five happy years. Yeah, they were happy. Happy, right? Yep. Yep. Oh, good. All right, and uh, we just thought we'd put together a few pieces of advice, a few advices, if I can coin a term. Ten advices, five from you, five from me. I came up with my own advices. I don't think you should be coining any terms. Some good advices, I believe, (laughs) for all of you. Make sure you put the ad there. Want to be married, newly married, Even you that are old married, married, some of this might be news to you. Hmm. Well, that seems Hopefully a little arrogant. Hopefully not. No, it might not, but who knows? You just never know. Don't limit the power of the message that we're bringing tonight. <laughs> right. It's not about the speaker. It's about the message. Yeah. All right. Well. So who's going first? You or me? I think you get to go first. All right. So this is a collaborated list. Brian came up with five, and I came up with five, and they're not really in a specific order per se. Nope. Don't read, don't read into the order of it. But ultimately, it adds up to ten, so that's good. All right. So my number ten. So we can still keep the title. My of the number podcast. five. Whatever you want to. We'll call it ten. Number this. Okay, ten. Girls, this is for you. If you are a stay-at-home mom like I am. Or if you are a working mom or wife or whatever, either way, if your husband works, if he's not the stay-at-home spouse, give him time to wind down after work. When he comes in through the door, greet him with a kiss and a hug, and then let him go be alone and just (laughs) wind down for 20 or 30 minutes or so. I mean, he might not want to. He He might be ready to... Spend time with you, but make sure you give him the option. And this is something I learned, especially after we had our baby, Lydia. He would come home, and I've been with the baby all day, and I've just been thinking, okay, I just gotta gotta make it until Brian gets home, <laughs> and then he can watch the baby while I go have 20 or 30 minutes to myself to just wind down. And I wasn't thinking of Brian and thinking, you know what? He's been at home working with uh stressful situation at work Mm -hmm. uh having stressful situations rise up and he might need some time to wind down so that he can be the loving father he needs to be so i would recommend this for all girls it's i've seen it 
uh, be an improvement for both of us in our marriage, actually. And, and I never said anything to you about it before now, but <laughs> that's something I try to do now is just give you time to have your own space for a little bit. Oh. Well, that's really nice of you. Yeah. That's a good one. Good number 10. All right. And that kind of leads into my number nine, which is you have to find a balance between being an individual, but also being a good teammate. So, of course, now that you're married, now everything has to be... You have to take your family into consideration for all the decisions you make and um, even the little things. So, you know, when are you going to get up in the morning? Where are you going to go on the weekends? What are you going to do? Because when you get up, it might wake up your spouse, depending on... uh... Right. Are you going to shower in the morning or in the evening? You know, all these things that when you're single, you don't really have to think about. You just do what you want to do. Now that you're a teammate... You have to start thinking about your spouse, start thinking about what their wants are, and uh, you have to make your routines go together, mm-hmm. things like that. So you definitely have to be a good teammate, and obviously, it's a good li- life principle uh, to put others before yourself, mm-hmm. and so that How definitely holds true. Right, so you you know, you know have to swallow a little bit of your pride and uh, try and be humble and, and put your spouse first, and if you're both doing that, then uh, that'll work out really well. Uh, but like what you were saying, Melissa... Uh, you're still an individual, and mm-hmm. you don't have to feel guilty about that. Uh, if you want to uh, have hobbies that don't involve your spouse, then that's fine. Mm-hmm. You should definitely find things you can do together. Uh, we like to podcast together, obviously, and uh, we play games together, and uh, we like to do a lot of things together. But uh, we both like to read, um, and we read together some, but yeah. we read by ourselves Mostly. a lot. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes you'll go out uh, with your friends and go see a movie right? or, you know, just go hang out with, with your girlfriends. Mm-hmm. I've gone out uh, to uh, do Taco different guy Bell. things, <laughs> do different guy things. Um, so. <laughs> well, and uh, you, you program on your computer a lot. Right, right, I, right. I play piano. So mm-hmm. we've got our different things that we do. Right. And you don't have to feel guilty about that. I don't know. Maybe not everybody does. But I think when we first got married, I thought, okay, ev- we have to do everything together. Because yeah. and- otherwise our marriage is going to fail. Right. <laughs> um, but, and that's, that's not a bad thing if you, if all of your, uh, all of your free time is spent together, that's fine. If you're both extroverts, mm-hmm. maybe you'll want to just always be doing things together. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're more introverted, like I am, um, and uh, maybe you are to some degree, uh, you just need some times where... Uh, you need some space. You yeah, need you some just time need some time for yourself, to yourself, like you were kind of talking yeah. about. Uh, when you're out of energy, do you want to be around people or by yourself? Right. That's kind of how people usually define introversion versus extroversion. And when I'm drained, I usually just want to sit by myself and read a book. Or, exactly. That's or how like I that. feel too. Okay. Well, that's more of an introverted okay. uh, perspective, I guess, then. Um, so, yeah. So, I would say you definitely need to be a good teammate. But you don't have to stop being an individual. You just need to find a balance between those two. So that's that's my number nine. All right. Well, speaking of uh, losing a little bit of pride, that leads into my number eight, which is pray for each other. So mm, yeah, uh, good one. I, I don't know that any of the advice that you're going to hear on this episode is super groundbreaking. If yeah. uh, if you're married, then you're, you've probably heard all of this in marriage counseling or reading marriage books or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it really is such a difference when you pray for each other. 
it really brings humility. Hmm. Uh, is is the main thing that I've found it. Uh, I mean, it, I'd say it strengthens your love for them. It brings out the caring as you're really praying for the best for this person. And then when you're praying for someone, maybe you're praying imprecatory prayers if you're feeling upset <laughs> or whatever. Lord, show them where they're wrong. And then maybe God might say, well, here's where you're wrong. And so it helps <laughs> helps you realize uh, who you are and who they are and uh, just I mean, it's it's good to always pray, but really pray for your spouse. That's my number eight. Yeah, that is a really good one. All right, and somewhat similar, but not as good as yours. Yours is really good. I mean, you can't beat spiritual. I know. My number seven is make each other better. Aww. So, <clears throat> well, I don't know if you're going to say aw when I start talking about this one more. Here we go. <laughs> okay, so... Sometimes, have I made you better? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, so we we tend to have blind spots when it comes to ourselves. It's it's really hard to evaluate yourself really accurately, right? Yeah. You think you're pretty good at yeah. just about everything. Uh, if uh, you know you're having a bad day and you snap at someone, you think, oh well, I'm I'm having a bad day. And that's and why I snapped it, at someone. Right, and it's not really your fault. It's because you know right, the coffee all these circumstances. didn't. didn't boil or whatever you know didn't percolate or whatever right on the other hand from from an external view someone else does something like that and you don't you don't know of any of these circumstances you're just like suck it up buttercup right you're you you can uh, i'm I'm not sure if this is exactly the direction i was originally going to go but you can see a person more objectively i guess yeah and you can see uh, places where they need to improve and so who better to help you improve than the person that you're spending uh, your whole life with. They're going to know you better than anyone else fairly soon, hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) So so take advantage of that. Um, And that's something where, like you were saying about um, having to, you know, swallow your pride. Yeah. Because it's really hard when someone tells you, oh, you're doing this wrong. Your first instinct is, well, who, who are they to say anything to me? Right. And I, I'm not so bad as that, and I oh. think they're wrong, and they're wrong in this way. And so it's really hard when someone tells you um, something. Uh, and it's really hard when you're the person giving the advice to do mm-hmm. it in the right way because, you know, there's nagging. Um, that's really easy to do. What's like? What's the line between nagging someone and... Reminding. Know, right, reminding yeah. them or, or warning them. So I kind of think... I was kind of thinking of an analogy... And it's kind of silly. It's not the best analogy, probably, but of uh, driving in a car together. So one of you is oh, driving, <laughs> and and the person in the in the passenger seat. So they could be saying, "We're you know, speaking every from little experience thing. here." <laughs> <laughs> they could be saying every little thing. You know, are you are you going the speed limit? You know, did you I, see that? You see that stop sign that's coming up? You checking your and, rearview mirrors? Yeah, are you checking your mirrors? You're <laughs> supposed to check your, your mirrors. Your signal lights? Right. You could be saying all these things as the person's driving, and that's just nagging. That's not going to put the other person in a good mood. <laughs> and uh, yeah, um, one thing that one of my uh, catch—it's not really a catchphrase, but um, <laughs> advice, uh, general life advice that I have is: don't give batting advice while the person is swinging. Um, and basically, um, you know, there's a time and place to be giving people Mm -hmm. advice and, you know, you shouldn't be doing it 
in the you know in the middle of the stressful situation yeah. you know double uh, double guessing and uh, just wait until at the end when everyone's calm and and you can talk things through calmly mm-hmm. um so so that'd be kind of nagging uh, then there's sort of warning where uh you know uh you notice that they don't see the light as red and so you say stop it's a red light you know to prevent them from, right. from going through so um so that's necessary sometimes and i think that probably happens in in relationships i don't know that either of us have have really it's had happened. to do that too often it certainly happened while driving <laughs> Yeah, well, it's happened for driving for both of us, but I was talking about oh, more in, more uh, in the, you know, I, I'm not sure what a good example would be, I nothing's guess. Nothing's coming to someone's, mind, really. Um, I don't know, abusing drugs or something like that, <laughs> and you just have to say, hey, you've got to stop this. This is... <laughs> stop letting your child stand <laughs> on the balcony railing, I don't know. <laughs> right, something like that, yeah. Something that just needs to be corrected right away. That's obviously really wrong. Yeah. I guess that could come up, um, but that's probably not going to happen too often. More often, it's going to be the thing where you get home after driving and, hey, I noticed that uh, you went through a stop sign without braking. Or, uh, you know, I noticed that you weren't really using your blinker. And uh, that'd probably be a good idea. Just, you know, make sure everybody around you is safe mm-hmm. and uh, make sure you're communicating with other people on the road. That kind of thing is probably the best way to do it where later after the fact, when emotions are are not a part of it, um, you can say to the other person, you know, I think I think this is uh, a better way to go about things. Right? Maybe uh, this is a better thing you could have said to this person, or um, this is maybe a a better action that you could have taken in that situation. It's something that uh, which even after the difficult. fact, yeah, there yeah. might still be emotions involved. I'm just letting you know. Oh, I know, I know, <laughs> and I'm I'm pretty. I'm pretty proud. I'm definitely prideful. I don't like people telling me um, that I'm doing wrong. And the first uh, thing, does? when someone tells me that, I, I get my hackles up. Yeah. I don't want to hear it. Um, so if someone tells me to do something, I want to do the opposite. Right. So so that's tough for me. But uh, So I'm definitely not saying that I'm a pro at this on either side of it. Yeah. But I think it's an important thing to make, make each other better. Because if, if you're not doing it for each other, then you know, who, who is? Will? Yeah. Right. Well, that's a good one. Yeah. So that was number seven. All right. My number six is lose your expectations. I'm talking to Hmm. both people in the relationship here. Okay. So I didn't realize this, but when I got married, I had a lot of expectations of uh, just uh, different things. Uh, And I, I mean, you might not even realize you have these expectations, you know, everybody th- realizes there's going to be thorns along the way, but we don't really realize that. We think it's all just going to be uh, rose petals and smiley faces. Okay, so one expectation that I had when we got married was that I guess we would always want to be holding hands and hugging and and such. And I'm, I'm a very uh, touchy-feely kind of girl. When it comes to my spouse, uh, I'm not touchy-feely for anybody else, but uh, <laughs> I, I'm not a huggy kind of girl. But I do like to hug my my husband, and so I just thought, I assumed that he would feel the same way. I mean, that's what you do when you're married. You're always holding hands and stuff. And uh, he kind of was a little weirded out about it and sort of wanted his personal space and... 
Uh, it's something we had to work on and talk about. And uh, it's, you know, you, you have these expectations that you don't, you might not even realize you have. So kind of try to sit down and think through what are some expectations that you have about your marriage and talk about them with your spouse. It, I mean, it could be about about uh, how often you hold hands or hug, or it could be about who's washing the dishes. Uh, guys, you might have expectations about your spouse keeping a super clean house. Brian didn't have, I don't think you did, but I'm just saying, I mean, <laughs> uh, you might have expect your wife to fold your laundry and put it into into the drawers for you or or whatever, girls, you might expect your husband to take out the trash for you, and that's a man's job. I don't know. Talk through what your expectations are. Hmm. Uh, and frankly, I would say lose those expectations. Uh, don't expect things of your spouse, because that's where we get disappointed, is when we're expecting something, and then if it doesn't happen... That's really disappointing and hurtful. And a lot of times you might not even talk about it because, you know, you're expecting the other person to just know this is how you feel. So why why aren't they doing it? Uh, so if, if you really can't lose your expectations, discuss them with your spouse. Tell them what you want. Don't wait for them to pick up on your hints because that will create a lot of tension. That is my number six. Yeah, it doesn't help that I'm ticklish. And so you'd be trying to cuddle me. <laughs> I'm just getting tickled. Well, you've discovered I'm a little bit ticklish too. Every once in a it's while. It's like every six months you'll get ticklish. And I have to take advantage of it. <laughs> That's all. And then after a minute or two, I'm not ticklish anymore. It's rough. Right. All right. Uh, so my, So the number five, or number five then is prioritize experiences over possessions. And this is just kind of a, a good general life rule, I think. But I've more realized it in the last few years since we've been married. Um, so I can remember a lot of things about different vacations that we've taken. I can remember our honeymoon pretty well. Mm -hmm. And um, even like taking a day trip and driving over to New Orleans... Yeah. And hanging out or stopping at antique stores along the way as we're driving somewhere, things like that. I can remember pretty well, but I couldn't tell you what, what you got for me the first year we were married for Christmas or for my birthday. I don't know that I even really remember either. Um, like we we do the- Or for or, our anniversary. Either. Right. I've been doing the anniversary thing like the first year is the paper anniversary and fifth year is wood. I do remember the anniversaries if we go through it like that. Right. So that helps me remember them. But I mean, other than that, I wouldn't be able to remember the things that I got for you. Right. Either. So yeah, definitely the the experiences that you have are going to be more memorable. They're going to mean more to you as you go through life and- uh, they're not going to clutter up your garage or your <laughs> closet. <laughs> so now, if your love language is gift giving, then yeah. try to create an experience around the gift. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with gifts, right? I like gifts. You don't have to stop buying me gifts. <laughs> <laughs> and likewise, right? But uh, no, I see what you're saying, though. That's a really good point. Yeah, and I mean, you can. 
you can have good experiences without spending a lot of money too. You don't have to yeah go to an amusement park or something for for a large amount of money. You right. can just uh, go to a park. Yeah, uh, have a can, picnic and uh, have a homeless guy come up and uh, preach to you about people not donating money <laughs> to the homeless. Ruined our mind color game. <laughs> yes, that was well, that was a bonding moment right there. Yeah, I mean, uh, going to parks is a good, good free thing you can do. Uh, things like disc golf are uh, a really cheap hobby you can do. Yeah. Um, board games. That's an experience, right? <laughs> I wouldn't say it's a cheap hobby. So, so you could buy me another board game. That's, uh, that's an experience. I always know I can't go wrong <laughs> if I get you a board game. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, going on hikes, uh, just driving to a, a city near you. And or even if it's around. just like rent a movie and sit there on the, on the couch. If you want, you can make that kind of a big affair. You know, you can pop popcorn and mm-hmm. set up this yeah, uh, get some snacks turn off yeah. the lights yeah set up kind of a get up blankets uh, blankets and a little love nest on the couch or something mm-hmm. i don't know yeah yeah just shake it up make some new experiences yeah instead of just always uh thinking you have to have to buy things right so yeah a good choice that's our number five? Five, yeah. Five. Okay, my number four is to the girls. Tell your husband when he hurts you because he may not realize it. Oh, okay, yeah. so verbally, uh, if he says something, uh, maybe as a joke, or, or it might not even be as a joke, he just randomly says something, he might not realize that what he said hurt you. So you need to tell him, uh, don't bottle up hurt feelings. This is... This is something that I did a lot. I, you know, I, I didn't want to hurt him uh, back. So, you know, I was trying to control my, my words and and not speak out in anger or whatever. But I would just bottle up those feelings and I'd never tell him hmm. that I was offended. And so finally, I just exploded Brian. And, you know, this would come out of nowhere to him. Uh, and he not. Ne- he had no idea that I was hurt by something two months ago. <laughs> so, so girls talk about, uh, or guys, if if you uh, if you're yeah. Yeah, uh, more emotional, too. yeah. Uh, now, I do have a caveat for that. First, you need to evaluate and see whether or not you're being oversensitive, <laughs> because I've been there too. There have been times where Brian said something and I got all hurt about it, and then. I realized later, uh, when I was a lot calmer, that I just needed to not be so super sensitive and take everything literally and hmm. really to heart. And so I would say, talk things over, but first just take some time to calm down, evaluate. And then when you do talk things over, don't use language that is hurtful. Tell them, mm-hmm. look, this is... This is where I'm coming from. This is how it seems to me. I don't think this is how you meant it, but this is how it seemed to me. Could you please not do that again? And that's a lot better way to get through this little bump in your marriage. Yeah, and then don't undermine this whole piece of advice that you're giving by pretending to be hurt 
and not actually being hurt. Like oh, come on. the first year we were married. Hey now. I can't think of one the first instance. year we were married. I don't even remember what it was. Exactly. See? It's as if it never happened. I don't remember what it was even, but I still very clearly remember <laughs> you pretending to be offended about it. But it wasn't anything turning, important. Turning your face away so you so I wouldn't see you laughing, just being really quiet, like, oh, that really hurt my feelings. I haven't done it and ever then again. I thought, oh, man, I, I didn't think that that was... I was just joking. How would that hurt her feelings? But it I was guess a I, joke. I guess I should apologize. And I started apologizing and you're <laughs> giggling over there. And so I said to you that day, I will never believe you again with one of these. When and you somehow, tell me you, it's hurt your feelings. You have still believed me. I have a few times, but generally. Be- that's because I've never done that kind of a joke ever again. To this day. That's not, not true. To this day. Ever again. Whenever I can't think of any other say, instances. That hurt me or that wounds me. <laughs> I, okay. I pretty much assume that you're joking. Okay. If I say that wounds me, you can assume that I'm joking because yeah. <laughs> that's usually that's my you joking being melodramatic. voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you will know when I'm actually offended. <laughs> oh, yes. Indeed. So, so don't undermine that, ladies or men. <laughs> All right. Well, that was number four. <laughs> that would have been a. That would actually have been a good thing of advice. Make sure they know when you're joking, and when yeah. you're being serious. Yeah. You know, if you say something that is very important, or and don't say something that you mean, and then say I'm just kidding. Yeah. And try and play it off. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Don't be passive aggressive like no. that. Just just talk things through, like you were yeah. saying, Melissa. All right. Uh, in fact, I'd say just about all of my advice. Could be summed in up in one word, communication. Yeah. People, if you talk to each Mm -hmm. other, talk about what you're feeling, about what you're going through, it makes such a world of difference. You avoid all of the soap opera issues. Mm -hmm. And that goes for uh, friend relationships, work relationships. But I'd say especially with your spouse because these, I mean, you're living with this person 24-7. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's not as easy. I mean, with friends, I mean, you can kind of escape the issue for a little bit. You go home to your house and, and you've got time to be away from that person. That's not always the case with your spouse. So <laughs> talk to each other. Okay, number three. Good one. All right. Number three is enjoy every stage of life. And this applies outside of marriage, of course. Uh, so have you heard of the story, The Magic Thread? <clears throat> Maybe, but it's, it's in the not Book of Virtues. Right if you've ever read the Book of no. Virtues, that's good. We have it. I might we read it sometime. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some good stories in there. But basically, the the story of the magic thread. It's this boy who's really impatient. He wants to grow up. He wants all these things to happen in his life. And one day, I think it's a fairy gives him this magic ball that has a thread coming out of it. And anytime he wants, he can pull on the thread, and it'll make time go forward. Uh, the catch is he can't put the thread back in. Mm-hmm. He can't go back in time. And so, you know, he's bored at school. He wants it to be the weekend. And so he pulls on the thread a little bit and jumps forward to the weekend. And he uh, wants to get married to this girl. So he, every once in a while, he'll pull on the thread to make the time go by faster to get married. And then he has to go away to war. Uh, there's a war with another country and so he pulls on the thread to speed that up so he can get home sooner Mm -hmm. and then you know he has children 
he goes he gets to go home he has children he pulls the thread ahead you know on the days where maybe the child is sick or the child's unhappy or his wife is sick mm-hmm. you know, try and relieve their suffering just skip ahead to the happy parts right and he does this over and over and over and eventually gets to the end of his life and he realizes he didn't really live his life yeah he doesn't have all those memories that most of people have a he just sick has child and comforting them right he just has segments yeah. a really disjointed life and it is a happy ending then the the fairy comes back at the end of his life and he gets to go back and and relive his life the normal way without skipping ahead huh. so that's that's that was pretty Hooray. nice of her yeah <laughs> happy ending but i've definitely found that to be the case with um you know people at work saying well if i can just make it to friday yeah just living for the weekend and, and that's pretty horrible way to live your life yeah you know just uh enjoying two two and a half days of every week out of seven um but then more in a in a general sense like we're talking about marriage so uh when you're single you know enjoy being single like we yeah. were talking about earlier you have more freedom as far as your routine um if you want to you know get in your car and go visit some family uh, you can do that matt <laughs> Um, (laughs) uh, you don't have to, uh, worry about anyone else's, um, schedule. You don't have to worry about, uh, taking care of anyone else financially. So you can save more for the future. If you're young and single, there's probably not a lot of expenses that you have, um, after student loans and things like that are paid off. Well, and you know, I dealt with this after we got engaged and before we got married, it was like a 10 month period before we got married and... I was, I just couldn't wait for us to go ahead and get married and I was waiting and waiting and the months just dragged by and then finally we got married in December mm-hmm. and in the month of November I attended a ladies retreat and it was there that I finally was at peace with being single nice. and we got married less than a month later. It's like two or three weeks later. Nice. <laughs> so uh, I do kind of wish I'd enjoyed my. I mean, I, I'm happy to be married, but right. like you said, enjoyed yeah. it more. Yeah. And then, you know, when you're married, you always have someone to do something with. So you always have that companionship. Um, you have someone to share your hobbies, share your dreams. Share your heartaches. Yeah. So obviously being married is good. We're happily married. Yep. Um, you know, married without kids, you can enjoy that because there's a lot more time together. Uh, your weekends are free. You can do whatever you want. Whenever um, you want. Right. You can... Um, sleep in on the weekends you can get up and get things done in the morning without having to worry about anyone else you know if you want to just pick up and go somewhere on a whim you can mm-hmm. yep it's easier to go shopping you just go just get in the car and go it's things a like lot that. easier right and then uh having children yeah is also something to be enjoyed so yeah lydia is really precious Every you know, time always... Ryan walks in the door, she mm-hmm. runs with a big smile, arms outstretched. Yep, yep, that's always a good part of the day. Just loves snuggling against me after she wakes up from a nap. Mm-hmm, seeing her excited about, you know, playing, kicking a ball or something like yeah, that. Yeah, learning a new skill. Mm-hmm, climbing up and down stairs, you know, things like that. When she e- eats something new, like candy, her eyes light up. <laughs> yeah, and then I... No, obviously we haven't had older children, right? Um, but we both have siblings, and so when your children get older, you can you can do more things with them. You can play games and take them places and share things with them that you did when you were a child, and really teach them and uh, mold them into 
better human beings. <laughs> and so, yeah, you should enjoy every part of your life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's easy to look back mm-hmm. or look forward to what you don't have anymore or True. don't have yet. Right. And you shouldn't do that. Live yeah. in the moment. Yeah. And I mean, it's definitely good to, to look forward to things. Well, yeah. Like we have our uh, Christmas vacation or New Year's vacation coming up in a couple weeks and that's going to be a lot of fun. All our fa- all my family's going to be there and that's going to be a lot of fun. I'll be surrounded by cozers. Yeah. And cozers to be. So we're looking forward to that and that's fine. Uh, we're looking forward to Lydia being able to talk. Yeah. Um, and that's fine to, to look forward right. to things like that. That um, adds some spice to life. But yeah, always always it's, be content with with where you are. Well, and right now, even life. when with her baby gabble, it's still fun ascribing words to her. <laughs> you don't know. We have no idea what she's saying, but we can make right. up what she's saying. Right. <laughs> Whereas once she actually starts talking, we won't be able to do that anymore. So. Yeah, that's true. Look so, for the good. So that's my number three. Just enjoy every stage of life. All right. Well, my number two is never end a night or a phone call or leave the house without saying I love you. Because uh, we all... saying shut up, I love you? Exactly. This morning? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that way, if if I never see you again, the last words you heard from me were I love you. I always try and end a conversation on some weird non sequitur. And that way, if that's the last time we ever speak, you'll have a good story for the funeral. Uh, but see, leaving with uh, and the last what was it thing you said, said this to me morning was, was wouldn't want to be ya. See ya, wouldn't want to be ya. And the last thing he said to me before he died was, "How will I get all this cheese out?" <laughs> see, that's what I want my funeral to be like. You haven't been saying these non sequiturs. I haven't remembered them at any rate. I don't always, but okay. when I do, they're yeah, then I, they are definitely. I'm pretty happy to leave on oh that. Oh my goodness! And just be it. Yep, I love Very you. Special, right? Special so. man. But yeah, I mean, we all know that life is short and that anything can happen at any time. But we don't. We we kind of try to push that out of our minds, and I I don't think you need to be dwelling on this and oh I might die mm-hmm. right as soon as I leave this you know walk out of the house or whatever. But it's just a good habit to be in that when you get off, the, you know, right before you get off the phone or right before you leave, tell them you love them. Mm-hmm. That way, if that is the last time that they ever see you, they're never in doubt that yeah. you loved them and they loved you. You know, you don't end the night on an angry, hurt word, uh, let not the sun go down on your wrath. And and the same with walking out the door, even, you know, if it's just a routine shopping trip or whatever, uh, you know that you love each other and you are all, that you are still committed to each other. <laughs> That's my number two. All right. And then my number one, possibly. Also, okay. One more thing. Oh. Uh, it ends fights too, honestly. Okay, it sounds like we do, we're just fighting all the time, because <laughs> a lot of my advice has to do with ending fights and or working through fights. We don't fight uh, very much, I'd say, Mm-mm. but uh, these are things that we've tips that we've used that have helped us when we do disagree. And uh, saying "I love you" 
helps to ease tensions. I so. actually can't think of any fights. I'm sure we have, but can't think of a specific one. Maybe that's a good thing. Yeah, I don't think I want to try and been, think of any. What have we even fought over? <laughs> uh, I don't want to think about any. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's just leave them buried. Number one. Number one, maybe the best marriage advice I ever got. We're in a church service. Yep. And, I agree uh, with this one. Our pastor uh, told all us guys. And it came at a, t- at a very helpful time, too, when we were going uh, through this. I oh, was really? going through this, yes. Oh, okay. Well, the piece of advice was, women want sympathy, not solutions. And yep. so, it, And so as a man, you know, your wife comes to you and she tells you about how bad her day went. And how this went wrong, this went wrong, this went wrong. All of a sudden, your your brain shifts into solution mode. How can okay. I make this better for her? What was... Where did this go wrong? What is the solution to this problem? Because there's a problem, <laughs> so there's got to be a way to fix it. I want to fix it for her. Yeah. And that's how you want to show that's, love. That's how my mind works. <laughs> when something bad happens to me, I think, okay, well, could I have done something differently? Could I have responded differently? You know, or is there some solution to this problem? But really, what you want when you come to me and tell me about how bad your day was, was for me to just give you a hug and say, oh, I'm sure it'll work out. Exactly, because or, a lot of the time, I know where things went wrong and how to fix them. I know what the solutions are a lot of the times. So I'm not looking for solutions. Right. Right. So... Now, I wouldn't say this is a 100% ironclad rule. There's definitely some times when you want to be giving solutions. Exactly. And so, girls, you need to tell him, uh, I want solutions and sympathy. Sympathy first, and then I'll <laughs> let you know when I'm ready for the yeah, solutions. Yeah, definitely, definitely ask for the solutions. And the best part is when your wife comes up with a jar that she can't quite squeeze open, and you just give her a hug and say, Shut up. They're there. <laughs> You're such a doofus, I'm sure Kenny. something will come up. He has done this. <laughs> he's like, well, the pastor said it, so I'm, I'm just following his counsel. But it was really good and advice doofus. because uh, it made me made me shift my focus when you tell me about things that have right. gone wrong. So, well, and another I would say thing, it, definitely sympathy first and maybe offer solutions later. Yeah. Well, and guys, ask her, you know, would you like me to yeah, give you some hurts. solutions or or not? And if she says no, just keep it to yourself, man. You might be dying to fix it for her, but just don't. <laughs> just giving her a hug and letting her rant and tell you is is gonna f- fix it for her. Right. Okay. Did you uh do you have any that almost made this list? Oh, I sort of had a bonus uh, wedding okay. advice, and that's just uh, don't spend too much on your wedding. Um. I mean, as a guy, I'd be fine with not really spending any money, <laughs> but don't go overboard with the wedding. If you want to spend a whole lot of money, then save it for the honeymoon. Yes. And, absolutely. you know, just just uh, go for broke, do something really big for your honeymoon or, um, you know, maybe like, take a few extra days for your honeymoon. Yeah. I, would, I would say if you if at all possible, try and do two weeks for your honeymoon. I agree. Because um, you're only going to get one. And this is your first time that you guys are going to be spending all your time together. Right. Hopefully it'll be one of the most memorable things you ever do. One of the happiest times of your life. Right. So 
uh, try and get a lot of time off from work. Definitely at least a week. At least a week. I I certainly hope you can get at least a week. I mean, obviously, some people... If you can't, then I'm really sorry for you. Right. And you don't need to spend a ton of money. Like, I, I wouldn't say necessarily, as advice, spend more on your honeymoon than on your wedding. Because not everybody's in the same financial situation. Right. And you know, maybe the wedding means a lot to some people and the um, honeymoon isn't going to mean as much. But I would say at least spend a lot of time for the honeymoon. Even right. if you don't have a lot of money, um, try and find something cheap. Maybe you can, uh, I don't know. Um, have have do those a, experiences do that an we Airbnb talked about. or something and get a, yeah. ha- a house or an apartment for cheap somewhere for a week and... Um, just go somewhere different and do different things. Uh, go walk around a different city or um, you know, go out in the country and, and see nature. Something right. like that. Yeah, have, just have those experiences that we talked about earlier in yeah. the episode. Okay, so I had a few um, that didn't quite make the list. Okay. But uh, they kind of uh, intertwine with a lot of what we already said. Uh, be a sounding board for your spouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes... They're really frustrated about something. Let them rant about whatever it is that's <laughs> frustrating them. Let them just get it all out and don't be judgmental. Uh, talk, I know for girls, uh, talking things out helps so much. And this was something that our pastor at PCC brought out uh, was uh, women talk through their emotions. I mean... Hmm. Not every woman does, I'm sure, right, but, but in general, in general, yeah. Or your and your feelings, you talk through your feelings. Men like to think through their yeah. I mean, just think through their and thoughts. and just getting them out out in the open kind of helps me hmm. realize. Okay, I've been feeling this way. Maybe this isn't a way that I should be feeling, or uh, I've been feeling this way, and here's why. I didn't realize before. I mm-hmm. was just too angry about it. Uh, and so let let your spouse rant. Don't judge them, and then ask if if they want solutions or advice, or if you they just want you to listen. Uh, a couple of other things. Um, periodically ask your spouse how you could do better. Um, and spouse, actually tell them. <laughs> Every time I ask Brian how I could do better, he can't. Can't uh, I I just have that think short of memory. anything. So I mean, I mean that's good, but I, you know, if I want to know how I can do better, so I'll start writing. Uh, I down. mean, don't be analyzing the person and thinking, oh man, I just wish they could always be doing this and be better at this. But if your spouse actually asks you, then you know, try to think of something mm-hmm. that they could do better. Uh, I mean, they're taking that step that they they're showing you they want to do better. Uh, let's see. If you have wronged the other person, whether or not you feel that you've actually wronged them, uh, but if they're saying that you've wronged them, acknowledge uh, everything you've done wrong and then ask how else you've wronged them. Okay, so maybe there's a situation where you know that you were wrong in this area, and but you know, to you, that's it. Uh, you need to go tell them, look, I was wrong in this area. Is there any other are there any other areas where I've offended you that I'm not aware of? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you don't get to decide exactly if you hurt someone or not. <laughs> they they're the ones who who decide if they're hurt or not. Yeah. Okay. And then, kind of along with the uh, practical, very 
Okay. Focused advice that you gave about wedding and honeymoons. Uh, people, you need to discuss your Christmas traditions <laughs> and any other traditions that you have going into this. Now, obviously, when you get married, you're, you know, you're your own family now. You're starting to form your own traditions. But a lot of us don't realize that we have traditions that we're carrying into the marriage. Uh, kind of those expectations that we didn't realize uh, we already had. So when Brian and I got married, our first fight, we got married December 10th. Our first fight was later, a couple weeks later, at Whoa. Christmas. What was it? Or no, was it? It was the next year. I it was don't remember a, this at all. Yeah, it was a whole year well, later. Well, we didn't fight for a year. We're the best couple ever. Yeah, our first actual, like, <laughs> unhappy disagreement Whoa. was... Uh, We're pretty awesome. The one that I actually remember okay. was at Christmas, I came home and there was a gift under the tree. <laughs> and so I yeah. picked it up and I shook this. it and I said, it's a puzzle, isn't it? And Brian's face just froze. And then I froze because I suddenly realized, oh no, this gift is from him. And I just guessed what's inside of it. And he didn't want me to realize already what's inside. So in my family... Hmm. We never, ever put gifts under the tree because by Christmas Day, otherwise, we would already have figured out who the gifts were from. Uh, the only exception to that is if it's fr if the gift was from an aunt or an uncle, you know, or some more distant relative, not your immediate family, because you never know what an aunt or an uncle is going to get for you. You just can't really guess. So then it's fun to pick up the box and <laughs> shake it and just try and guess what could be in it. But if it's from your siblings or from your parents, you can kind of think back along to, okay, mom and dad, uh, I think this is what they would get me. I think this is what my siblings are getting for me. And judging by the shape of the box, the size, how it sounds when I shake it, the weight, when I pick it up. Yeah, I think this is what they're getting for me. And then by Christmas Day, you already know. So, this was my background. So, all that to say, Brian's this real long explanation. <laughs> Basically, her whole family are sneaks. And her parents <laughs> like to hide the presents to prevent the sneaky children from figuring things things out. And so she gave me this real long explanation. But the the root is the your sneaks. The damage was done. Your sneaks. That's all there is to so say. I you don't need to talk about your aunts and your uncles and how you don't know them and blah blah blah. Sneaks. That's all there and is. Brian's family always put the gifts under the tree and didn't touch them because then, it just looks pretty to have the gifts animals. under the tree. <laughs> hey now. This is getting personal. <laughs> So, anyway, so that was our first actual unhappy argument. So, just talk about your Christmas traditions. One more thing, and this really ticked me off, was uh, you need to consider the time of year before you buy gifts for yourself. Hmm. Brian had this nasty habit of uh, buying something for himself, you know, a week or two before his birthday or before Christmas or before our anniversary, really crucial times when you should never buy anything for yourself because your spouse just might have possibly figured that this was the perfect gift for you and there is nothing else that is going to be quite as amazing as this one gift that they've gotten already gotten for you and then you decide to go ahead and buy it for yourself. 
So that's all our, our advice for you guys. I hope this has been very helpful and instructing, instructable, instructive, uh, instructive. Yeah, for you. I'm sure it has been. <laughs> so let us know if if it was helpful, or if you want to give us some advice. <laughs> Especially if you've been married longer than five years, you can give yes, us. Yes, we would love that. Yeah, give us some advice. You can email us, tto at coser.us. Go to our website, tto.coser.us slash 25. And you can also see any show notes. I don't know if we have any show notes for this episode. No, I don't think so. But you can see our so. top 10 list in case you forgot. I so, suppose we might link to our our anniversary video that we always watch around our anniversary. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we can link to that. Oh, I'll link to that that story from the Book of Virtues in case okay. you wondered. It's a nice story. And... uh that's actually going to be it for us for 2016. We're going to go on a little bit of a hiatus for the next couple weeks for the holidays, and we'll be back the first weekend in January. So Merry Christmas, everyone. Happy yeah, New Year. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. And when we come back, be ready for January. We're going to have our uh, New Year's resolutions next, and we're going to have some other fun things that we're going to have in January. So... I'm already excited. I'm, yeah. I'm ready to already record those. I know. So uh, I guess we should wrap up this episode, though. So until next time, I'm Brian Kozer. I'm Melissa Kozer. And you've been listening to a very special 10 to 1. Merry Christmas. So we've been podcasting since, what, June, July? We've done 25 mm, episodes yeah. now. How do you feel about that? 25. I mean, we're practically pros at this point. doesn't sound like very much. No, it doesn't. But it does seem like we've been doing it for a while. <laughs> it has been a long time. Half I mean, a year. Mostly one a week. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just about one yeah. a week. So let's see. We should get to 100 in 2018, right? Oh, man. That seems if we so do one far a week. away. I know. Uh, but halfway through yeah so say say around june 52 weeks later june minus 2018 a couple for hiatus yep well we'll need 75 to get up to 100 that's true so we'll have to do something big for that 2018 wow see how long we make it that's true if we make it that far <laughs>